Hey everybody, welcome back into Figuring It Out with Austin and Spencer. My name is Austin and I'm a pastoral intern here at Bay Hope Church. And my name is Spencer. And uh, it's getting that time for uh, fantasy football. Yes, it is. Uh, yes, it I'm is. pretty excited about that. <laughs> are you a big Are you a big fantasy football guy? Yeah, yeah. When I, when I when I play, I think I'll play with a couple guys uh, here at school. Yeah. So yeah, we're excited. Uh, it'll be it'll be a good season. It'll be a weird season because no fans. I, do you think it will actually happen? <laughs> the season? Yeah. College football is starting not to happen. I don't Which know. Which I understand because like the social as- the social atmosphere is like part of the college football experience, right? Yeah. So it's like I understand not being able to play because of that. Mm-hmm. But NFL, I mean, if if they keep them in a bubble, like all the other major sporting events have, they've they've done a pretty good job isolating. Are they so, going to be in a bubble? I think so. I, oh, okay. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if they are or not. Yeah, but it, it fantasy football is always fun. It's just something to do. It's more of a social thing, right? Like yeah. I just, I just oh, like I the atmosphere it. of it. Like, mm-hmm. I've, I've made so many friends. I like trying time. to work in the trades. Like I feel like I could be a GM or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Like man, the Lions should hire me or something like Until that. Until you get into the actual like managerial aspect of general managing, <laughs> and you're like, no. Well, see, can't. we're not really worried about that. We're just worried about the trades. <laughs> we're just yeah, we're worried about the players. Yeah, exactly. It's funny. My brother always says uh, he's just like. I'm, I'm going to school for management so I can be the general manager of the Magic mm-hmm. and, and <laughs> draft all the people I want to draft. Honestly, with the Magic, he probably should be. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So today we're going to be talking about a really interesting topic. And the question is, why does faith or the church mean so much to us? Mm-hmm. As the emerging church, as the emerging generation, what's the point of it all? And I think that's a pretty, it's a pretty steep question. But it's a pretty common question. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people ask, we, we talked a little bit last time about um, community and about the, the communal aspect about uh, and purpose and how that relates to purpose, right? And we mentioned a lot that the church was supposed to be this community of believers working together yeah. in faith. And a lot of people, I think, they misconstrue what faith is, right? A lot of people think faith is this this thing reserved for uh, people who are pastors and missionaries and stuff like that. And like, oh, I believe in Jesus, but, you know, my faith is kind of not so great. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think the bit that contributes a lot to people saying, well, I'm not really about the whole church life. Yeah. So, and, it, and it's understandable. Yeah. It's a... It's a it's definitely one of those head scratcher questions, <laughs> but the purpose of today's podcast is just to kind of walk through faith and why faith is so important to us and why we care so much about the church. Mm-hmm. Because you look at all these statistics coming out, the church is declining in America. The church is like attendance is declining, especially with everything that's going on right now, not being able to meet physically as in large numbers safely. It's like it, the only the numbers are only going down, and it's creating a a very media heavy church where yeah. a lot of people aren't getting that communal aspect mm-hmm. of church, which I think is super important. Yeah, well, I think one of the cool things that we've done here is kind of create the community aspect yeah. even while we're like separated. Mm-hmm. Like we've seen numbers like skyrocket here, yeah which is really cool the online campus where I, I work i work a lot i work closely with uh pastor andy in the online campus um but that we've seen take off and we've seen people actually through different trying different things engagement style questions we've seen that take off and actually help boost this communal aspect of the church and boost faith yeah. as a result which i think yeah that's uh i know i i know of a couple uh 
churches who weren't like big into the online church arena, but <laughs> anti technology. Yeah, <laughs> yeah anti technology. But then COVID hit and everybody was forced to be in uh-huh. online church. Yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting how we've even seen faith and community play out in that aspect. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I love and why faith is such an important part of my life is it just gives me this it gives me this hope, right? And I, I think the writer of Hebrews says it in, in scripture. It says faith is the the assurance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen, right? Mm-hmm. Like faith is relational. It's not ritual, right? Yes. And that's where the hope is found in faith. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of think people think because I believe in Jesus, I have to do X, Y, Z. Yeah. And that's not really the case. Like faith is more of a walk with Christ. Mm-hmm. We, we oftentimes say that in church. It's a walk. It's a journey. It's not so much a, a destination. Yeah. And, and we saw that, like you see that back when Jesus was here with the Pharisees, mm-hmm. like the Pharisees were living like according to the law, but they yeah. weren't walking in a relationship. And so they were like very like worried and scared yeah. from Jesus because like, oh, this man is, you know, he's definitely not the son of God. <laughs> he he son was of so God. counter-cultural. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they thought when he would come— he would he would be one of them, right? Yeah. And they were sorely mistaken. Oh yeah, they, they were completely off. <laughs> and and so when they when Jesus came and started making these claims, they're like, "There's no way. Uh huh. That's there's no way that's possible." Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But Jesus' whole point was to debunk this myth that mm-hmm. like faith in him, following him, was not so much a ritual like the Pharisees or the religious leaders at that time taught. Right. Yeah. It was a relationship with the living God, the one who created everything. Mm-hmm. And God established the church to be a community of people living in faith, people following Jesus, right? Yeah. And one of the things that is so cool about faith um, is that everyone <laughs> ever, whoops, <laughs> everyone has their own story of, like, their personal faith walk, Um that is something like, you know, you see ever like in people's testimonies and stuff like that. Like I've always wondered, you know, everyone growing up, I was told, you know, you have to make your faith your own. Like yeah. it can't be your parents. Like you can't like just say, oh, yeah, someone tells you something. I believe that. But it's mm-hmm. like you actually have to you actually see it. And that's faith. Like you see God working in your life. Mm-hmm. And so when people have like their own like testimony, their own like their own walk mm-hmm. and a community and you're seeing a community of people who have their different mm-hmm. uh, faith walks. That's something so cool to see God work in all these different ways to bring them to him. Um, well, it's kind of like what we hinted at purpose last time. And like yeah. purpose isn't like faith is kind of the same thing. Like there's no, it's not monotonous. It's not this, uh, this one, like if, you, if you're going to be, if you're going to live as a Christian, you have to do this, right? Like mm-hmm. God made us each so unique and so different that faith looks different, right? And, so and cool. the beauty of the church is that it's all of this diversity, all this beautiful diversity coming together under one unified banner, and that is faith in Christ, yeah. right? That is, it, it is, it is Jesus. That's the, he's the head of the church and that's who we worship, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's what Christianity is about. It's liter- Christianity means little Christ, little Jesus. Yeah. So we are called to be like little followers of Christ. Yeah. And, and that's just so cool because followers of Christ aren't going to look the exact same, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's going to look different. Yeah. And I think that's where the true, that's what attracts me to the church, that there's so much, uh, especially over the years, you, you think about it, the church was established oh, like 80, 40, let's just say, like somewhere around there. Approximately. Yeah, approximately. <laughs> and it's still around today. Like it, there's been so much diversity and calamity going on around the world. And for the church to still be intact mm-hmm. around this the community of faith, 
that blows my mind. Yeah. Because that's like... That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. it defies logic, right? Mm -hmm. Now, now I do have a question. So why do you think people hate the church? But like you said, like you said, people love Jesus, but hate the church. So explain that. Yeah, so... I've heard a couple different people say, I, I love Jesus. Jesus, like, I love, I, I walk closely with Jesus. I would say I have a close, intimate walk with God, but I can't stand the church. And I think that's largely because they they don't hate the church as an organization. They hate what certain people have, well, their experience. The with generalizations the, yeah, of people there. The people in the church. And that's tough because people in the church today, if you went up to just some random person on the street and said, like, how would you describe a Christian or a member of a church? They would probably say judgmental or hypocritical. Yeah. Like you you say one thing and do the complete opposite just mm-hmm. because you want to do it, right? But you say it to look good. Yeah. I would say that's probably the main reason. And that they also think there's just so much judgment there that the church is there to um, – to condemn you. Yeah. Like, they're there to put you down if you don't look exactly – look or sound exactly like them. Yeah. And that – is it's so sad, and that that honestly is something that breaks my heart because that's completely far off from uh-huh. from what Jesus like. There, there's definitely been some people who like largely misrepresented yeah. like, Jesus yeah. and a Christ follower. And it's not just it's not like a specific denomination or no. a specific part of Christianity. It's kind of it, it's a little bit everywhere, right? It's mm-hmm. the global church, and especially here in America, different people from different time frames and different like all over the place have misrepresented mm-hmm. this. It's, and we we were talking earlier about this, mm-hmm. like so you've seen in like big cities or like around sporting events yeah. with signs, um, and you've Tragic. even seen it at like Passion. Yeah, yeah. So like I went to the Passion conference this past year. There were. Uh, there were some some people who were standing out there protesting the music, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the, the devil's music. Yeah, the devil's the devil's style of worship music, <laughs> uh, and that I think has contributed largely to this idea of of judgmentalism in the church, mm-hmm. and that that Christians that real Christians are the ones who stand on the corner and, and shame people for going to worship Jesus a different yeah, way. Yeah, that generalization. Yeah. And that that breaks my heart because that's not the heart of God at all. No. Like God, the reason God sent Jesus into the world was to to emphasize relational intimacy and and diversity from all walks of life. Mm-hmm. Right? Like God did not con- God not send Jesus. Jesus even said it himself. J- Jesus said, "I have not come to condemn the world, but to save the world." He said, "I've come to reach all these different people." Yeah. And kind of like what we were talking about earlier. Um, Jesus sat. He ate with tax collectors, sinners, lepers. He he reached out to the <laughs> the yeah. back end of society, mm-hmm. so to speak, and and he loved those people. And he loved not only the back end of society, but he loved even those religious leaders that were protesting that with all the the crazy stuff. Yeah, uh, the crazy stuff that God wouldn't come as as a mere man who would live poor. Like God would come as a king and and live as a prophet, and, like stay in the temple all day, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, Jesus came down to show love to like literally everybody. So Man, that's why those mankind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why those signs are like so like like you said like heartbreaking because like yeah. they're not showing the love of Jesus. They're showing hate. And I think even like especially in the past couple months where we've seen stuff with Black Lives Matter and George mm-hmm. Floyd, we've seen people who claim themselves as Christians mm-hmm. but are showing and spreading this hate. And it's yeah. like that's I don't know if you know Jesus. Because Jesus is not like that. Jesus will show love to everybody. 
and and Jesus, yes, he was he was largely confrontational and a lot of things he said with the like the Pharisees and the religious leaders, but he was more focused on the heart. He was yeah. more focused on the relational aspect of of reaching those people, even the religious leaders, even though he was he even though he has some pretty crazy confrontations, <laughs> he was still focused on reaching and speaking to their hearts. Mm-hmm. And uh, like this past summer, for example, I um I had the opportunity to take a class called American Romanticism in which a lot of the like literature about slavery like and that took place in that time period. And it, it, it broke my heart to read that the church, the white predominantly white church played such an like integral role in in oppressing the the black people black people and it it just it broke my heart to see how they contorted scripture and twisted scripture in order to fit their own comforts and their own personal prejudices. Yeah, they're pushing pushing an agenda. Yeah, almost. they were pushing an agenda. And that I think, I mean, historically, throughout throughout um even back before like the, the Protestant Reformation that, that moved away from Catholicism, where um that formed all the major denominations we have in America today, um there was still large oppression in that, like racial oppression in the church, and so Crazy. when people think of the church as an organization, they often think of hip- hypocrisy. Yeah, saying one thing and then doing something else that everybody, like, for example, like sexual immorality. You, we've seen that a lot with pastors over the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. That is like church churches church leaders are known as hypocrites, largely because of that. And they they're also known as judgmental and just they make you they want to make you feel bad about yourself whenever you walk into church they want they want you to feel bad about what you didn't do that uh-huh. week and that's been historically like this isn't just a 21st century problem like it's it's a historic problem mm-hmm. like that's what's happened but that is not the heart of God and that's and if it was the heart of God I wouldn't be so passionate about faith <laughs> in the church yeah. but why I'm so passionate about Faith and the church and reaching out and getting back to how Jesus established the church is because he focused so much on the community aspect, that the church was this community of Christ-following, faith-filled believers, just passionate about not just staying within the four walls of the church building. Yeah. Like uh, in the New Testament, they, they had like house churches, right? They mm-hmm. had like churches in different houses throughout the city. But even then, the apostles were not focused on like saying, hey— Church has to be done this way in this building, right? Yeah. No, the church was largely missional. It was largely focused on outreach and taking the, this message of the gospel that people literally died for yeah. and spreading it throughout the entire world, mm-hmm. the entire known world, right? Exactly. And that I that is what I'm so passionate about. That is what I think our generation is, is here to rediscover because the, the, the emerging church is slowly becoming – the new church, right? Yeah. It's not the the church leaders that we think of today aren't the generation before us. Like it, it's starting to become us. It's us. It's us. <laughs> it's time. And I think if we need our generation needs to properly figure out how to nice. how to, nice. I see what you did there. The plug. Yeah, you like that. <laughs> well, I got to tie it back into the title. Of course. But that's what we need to figure out is the emerging church is how do we get back to what church is actually supposed to be? How how faith is actually supposed to be that faith isn't this ritualistic idea that we have to do things in order to earn favor with God's people and God himself, but that faith is a relationship. Faith yeah. is a a walk with Christ daily, moment by moment, hour by hour. Walk with Christ 
but not alone. We don't walk with Christ alone. We no, walk, walk in, in a, community. We walk in a community of believers. And that's why I'm so passionate about the church coming mm-hmm. up, the emerging church. Well, hey, that was a, I, I love talking about the church. That was a great discussion. Thank you guys so much for, for listening, for joining in with us today. If you guys have any questions or questions you think would be important to figuring out how to do life, how to do this, this thing called life with Jesus. Hit us up. Hit us up. Uh, let us know at hello at bayhope.com. Uh, that's the email address for the church here that fields all the questions. And we would love to hear some of your questions, hear what, how you are figuring it out. Because we are in this with you guys. We want to figure it out with you guys. We're, we're trying to figure it out as well. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. <laughs> I don't know why they still let us in the booth. <laughs> why they give us a show. <laughs> exactly. But again, that email is hello at bayhope.com. Hey, remember to like, share, subscribe, all of our content. Uh, we have a couple episodes coming up in the next few weeks that I'm really pumped about. Yeah, yeah get excited about it. <laughs> yeah, so stay tuned. We'll let you guys know. Uh, hey, we love you guys. Have a great week. See you guys.